So Club Mafia is at a residency in uh, this club? Club. Yes, um, it's a club in Copenhagen, which is the uh, only kind of queer techno club, and it's called Vesidene, which means right next to, if mm -hmm. you translate it directly. Um, okay. And um, this club opened in uh, September last year. Okay. Uh, it used to be in another venue, but then they moved it into the middle of um, the Copenhagen city center, okay. which is also a very like touristic area. It, it's like moving it into Mitte of Berlin, so it's okay. like uh, right in the like center of Copenhagen, where people get very drunk and where there are a lot of tourists. Um, and of course, this had a lot of influence on like who came to this club. Um, and I, when they opened a new club, I was. Uh, I started working there as a selector mm -hmm. and that was very new to people in that area of Copenhagen to meet a selector, uh, especially because people are used to um, a selector who will maybe look at your shoes or your Instagram follower account or something like that and that determines whether you're going into so mm -hmm. it's actually letting people into the club based on your like looks of popularity and not as a, as a lecture as you know from the techno environment so people were like very offended that we I was all of a sudden uh, standing there asking all these sort of questions like do you know who's playing and mm -hmm. all this sort of shit that people uh, thought were like illiterate questions but it's actually like something you do to um, to kind of like Reckon their vibe mm -hmm. and see, like, find out if they know why they're actually coming, if they even know the club, because mm -hmm. we, the club doesn't have a name. So I could also just ask them, like, do you know what club this? And people wouldn't even know. So, mm -hmm. um, and, but that wasn't really enough to, like, make a good crowd in there. And I think um, having been going out for so long and also going to Berlin a lot and having good experiences there and then going back to Denmark and still questioning like why wasn't why is the scene not like who's responsible <laughs> actually on how we behave and there have been some um, party crews like Fast Forward and Endurance who, who took up um, making more like political parties and parties that actually had um, some guidelines or not guidelines more like no racism, no homophobia, no transphobia, blah blah blah. But it kind of becomes like a blah 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 because you've heard mm -hmm. it so many, you've heard it so many times, mm -hmm. um, and you're maybe not used to. Like I don't think anyone thinks they're racist or sexist. Um, and Club Mafia was this safer space collective, trying to enforce people's right to their own body and trying to make the party experience nicer in Denmark. That's like the kind of official how I would describe it, but actually it's just like a security team that's not the usual security you would need in mm -hmm. my life because 
uh, in nightlife it's usually doorman. Uh, and their job is mostly to stop violence done by men towards other men. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what they deal with. And if you come up to a doorman saying you've had uh, someone uh, acting in a very inappropriate way um, against you, or if you had some sort of like experience, they wouldn't know how to deal with it. So it was actually just in the lack of people taking you serious if you have a problem mm-hmm. with discrimination in nightlife. Mm-hmm. And then we formed Club Mafia, which is a team of people that you can come up to if uh, you experience uh, like any sort of unwanted attention or behavior that can be physical or verbal or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I started Club Mafia, I didn't know that this already existed, but it actually exists in, in many uh, other places. It just wasn't in Copenhagen. And um, I had no idea and I actually just invented something that's already there but it just lacked in Copenhagen and that's mm-hmm. probably why we come up with it and why it got so popular so quickly because no one had ever really taken responsibility of the night. Most of the people working in nightlife are cis men who mm-hmm. probably hasn't experienced that much of discrimination done to their bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like a really good example is this club that's right next to the Sydney, which is like it's like an Irish pub kind of bar. And um, we were because Club Mafia has also become this place. Somehow, it became this place where people write to us if they had a bad experience, um, and we actually had a rape reported from this place. Mm-hmm. But this rape was um, also talked about in the media. And then the people who owns this Irish uh, pub uh, replied because like the media said like there has been a rape here and the is the big uh, and the investigation has started. Um, like someone is accusing someone of doing a rape and now the place is being investigated or the case. And then they said um, how do I translate it? Um, the, the owners of this club said, uh, we assume that nothing has happened. And that's really an approach that you're gonna see a lot of places because um, no one wants, like if someone is two guys are firing, then come on, people are drunk, but no one wants a rape at that club. Yeah. I think when you are in the, um, Electronic, electronic music rave scene, you're also subscribing to other values, which is we need to take care of each other in situations where drugs are involved and we have a common responsibility mm-hmm. that because like going to a rave, it is a collective effort and the collectiveness shouldn't stop just at the dance floor, it should be like a whole um, experience and of course you can be too fucked to help someone but if you're working at a club you definitely have a responsibility mm-hmm. because you are a venue where people are experimenting and if people weren't experimenting then backhand wouldn't be so fun to be at so yeah exactly um, yeah yeah like that's the whole point of the experience of going out you know is yeah. to experience something that it's that is a bit transgressive to the norm and just dance and like you know meet other people but then there's a lot of consumption involved Mm. so a lot of people cross their boundaries and it 
it has to be a secure place for the people to experience these things. Mm. I would love to see, I would love to go into a debate also regarding drugs and use of drugs, especially because in Denmark we have not a party culture and we don't have a rave culture. And like there are some men who says they did some raves in the 90s, but they're like, <laughs> no one really knows and cares about them. We are like, we are like a nation of drinking people. We have a drinking culture instead of a party culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would love to like start talking more about drugs because like, I think alcohol is the main reason why I don't feel safe going out in Denmark. Mm-hmm. It's not the drugs. Mm-hmm. But Denmark is not at all in a state where you can talk about these sort of things. Um, and so right now, like I would, I would rather go and talk about how dangerous I think alcohol can be, and how alcohol cannot be an excuse mm-hmm. for you. Because growing up, and when I like started, um, when I as a girl started dressing feminine and all these sort of things, I all of a sudden I was exposed to. Things that I had never seen before uh, or like noticed before, mm-hmm. and when it started, and then I could kind of recall it for being a teenager. Mm-hmm. These sort of things um, where I would feel like being having my ass grabbed at the club or being yelled at or being harassed or like being groped was something that is a part of it. That you should just be like, that's a part of it, mm-hmm. because that's a part of going out, and if you're going out, then that might happen. But, but Denmark, in that way, Denmark sometimes can feel like we are still living in like medieval times or something because <laughs> having a short dress mm. in some places in Denmark still means that's an invitation even more to like grab an mm-hmm. because you want the attention mm-hmm. because grabbing your ass can be a compliment mm-hmm. or something like that. And if you don't have a party culture. In Denmark, you don't say, I'm going to a party tonight. You, they say, I'm going out tonight. And mm-hmm. going out means you're getting drunk and you don't really know where you're going yet. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a rave, I guess you know in the morning or during the day that you're going, or you mm-hmm. know the club that you're going to. So already then you're kind of su- subscribing to these values and you're mm-hmm. processing the fact that you're going to a party. In Denmark, it's like you get drunk, you go out. That's how you say it in Denmark, let's go out. You end up at some kind of club. And I think the most important things, some of the most important thing, reasons that you go out in Denmark is to meet, hopefully, someone that you can go home with. <laughs> and then you go to the, all these places that are not really, um, that are so unsexy in so many ways because like the floor is not working and people are too drunk. So like, the sex has nowhere to exist. Mm-hmm. And that's when people stop talking to each other. Because like all the sexy vibes are just suppressed so mm-hmm. much by being drunk or being, there are no like f- framing of having like a, a nice sexy time together. Like there is at raves. Mm-hmm. Um, people so don't I, dance. People don't dance. People like, people are not, I don't think people are really like, uh, aware of the fact that I have a body, mm-hmm. um, like that's my <laughs> view of it. But really, like 
if, if sex can't exist in a room, that's when it goes wrong. Mm -hmm. And we are still like, I think a lot of Danes are still ashamed of their body, ashamed of, um, like we're still a very homophobic country and, mm -hmm. and like sexuality is a hard thing in Denmark. And mm -hmm. I think that's when it goes wrong because then we don't dare to ask each other anything and we just assume. Mm -hmm. And like when you're drunk, you are not even allowed to drive a car. So like, how can you be allowed? How can you assume what another body feels yeah. or wants? Mm -hmm. It's like so crazy. And if you look at maybe a sex party or like a BDSM party, for instance, really good, good example. There are no boundaries getting crossed here because the sex can exist. Mm -hmm. You have to talk about your boundaries. Mm -hmm. So it's just so funny that in places where people are naked mm -hmm. or like dressed in a harness and, uh, mm -hmm. um, and nothing else, no boundaries are crossed. It goes along with the criminalization, the idea of like uh, raising stigmas around sexuality and around some sexual behaviors. Uh, it's like criminalizing it in our minds. Yeah. And the most is criminalized, well, the most it gets dangerous because there's absolutely no frame as you just described. Yeah. So Club Mafia is discussing a lot about sexuality. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely like, it, because it's a, big, it's a big part of it. Yeah. I think, I think the reason the why class. so many things go wrong in the nightlife of Denmark is because everyone is kind of suppressing their own sexuality. Mm -hmm. Or like being a boy growing up, being a cis boy with cis friends, straight boy, you are told that you're successful if you get a girl to go mm -hmm. home with you. Yeah. And sometimes I think that goal kind of overshines mm -hmm. um, talking to someone, listening to someone, um, and I think it's so, yeah, but I really don't like alcohol anyway, so yeah. I will never be a person who who's gonna say that that's gonna do nice things. Um, and But Club Mafia started also as a rave project, but then it got a lot of the Danish media's attention and I had to start talking about actually things that has a very big rave discourse. I have to like uh, reformulate that into talking about nightlife in general mm -hmm. and that's kind of what I think I just did now is also mm -hmm. more talking about a general nightlife that's maybe also similar in other countries I don't think mm -hmm. it's only in Denmark but I feel I feel this in Montreal too yeah in Canada yeah, yeah. Um, also there's a lot of uh, it's really oppressed by laws you know mm -hmm. with hours it's an alcohol culture as well there's a lot of stigmas around drugs there's mm -hmm. no sex parties there's no dark rooms mm -hmm. so it creates this atmosphere you just described yeah. that there's no discussion around it and there's no space for it so then there the the boundaries are always being crossed and yeah it goes along with the rape culture yeah and Denmark, unfortunately, is a country that um, still doesn't have a consent law. Mm. And we have this judge system where until you can prove that a crime has been done, you are innocent. Mm -hmm. So if you want to report a rape in Denmark, you are, you have maybe, you actually have zero percentage of chance of having um, how do you say it? Of, um, Winning the co of, your cause? Yeah. yeah. Yes. So 
that's also what Club Mafia began to be about without me even wanting it. It was kind of... Um, um, we couldn't avoid that it would also be around that. And right now the Danish government is voting about having this consent law. But Denmark is also like so... They are so afraid of all these millennials preaching all this identity politics and what I don't how if it's not a boy then is it a girl it, people yeah. don't understand they don't understand and people are so mad um, <laughs> people people they got so mad from me mm. too they feel like now they are not allowed to do anything um, <sighs> and it's like the only because Denmark is really like a free country um, and it has the liberty of speech and we are really proud of this and as soon as you talk about rules and reg regulations people get so like afraid of their freedom mm -hmm. which is actually their privileges being taken away from them so they are um, but this freedom that everyone is talking about has been taken by privileged men Mm. Uh, for so long that mm -hmm. there is no freedom mm -hmm. to the rest of the people. Mm -hmm. um, but people are so afraid that we are gonna take fr something from that. It's the same with the pickup uh, or the selector. People get so offended when we. If I would stay at a, be at a party and tell people that they are not allowed, they and I will say, but you have the rest of the city. You can be anywhere except mm -hmm. from here tonight. Mm -hmm. And people feel so assaulted and it's a lot different to be a female picker than a male picker because mm -hmm. having a like a woman telling you as a man that you are not allowed to do something can be very traumatizing mm -hmm. if you are a man so they can get really really mad at me and they will respond to me not as a selector but as a woman and you have to still remember that I'm also, I did the selection in a club where people are not used to raving mm -hmm. and they could just as easily think that it's just a popular normal club because we always have a long line mm -hmm. so people are just going to stand in the line because they think it's a popular place and mm -hmm. then they don't know if it, it's a techno place. Mm -hmm. um, but like, if I'm in doubt whether to let people in, I will ask them a few questions also just to see how they reply um, because you can't actually answer them wrong, it's more like the vibe that you answer it with. Mm -hmm. um, but then I always, because we also, we have to let more people into this club because the rave scene in Copenhagen is not that big, so you can't, you can't make a full club of the people you want. You can just, mm -hmm. you, you can't do that, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to be very good at selecting, because you... You cannot like start select only the ones that. You if I could do. select only the ones I would want, there would be like ten people in the club this <laughs> weekend, and it's a yeah. two hundred and fifty capacity. Mm -hmm. um, so, what I usually uh, would do is the people who I'm unsure of. I would tell them um, this is a safer space club. Mm -hmm. This means if you want to be here, um, you have to um, you have to agree with the values that we have. And also, if you see or experience any bad behavior, please contact the staff or contact a club mafia member. And in that way, I'm kind of saying I trust you 
and I'm giving you a responsibility here. And also, if something happens, people can always... Everyone knows that everyone has been told this. So you can always walk up to a person and see and say, when you came here, you were told this is the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not following them, then you can't be here. People still get fucking mad, but mm-hmm. then you're kind of... Then you've, you've made this agreement when people go in, which is uh, quite helpful. Mm-hmm. When you need to, if something happens, if someone feels uncomfortable, you can mm-hmm. walk up to the person and say, "Hey, you know, this was the, this was the game when you walked in here. So mm-hmm. if you're not gonna agree with that, then you can't be here." Yeah. Like it's last last weekend when you and me were at a room for resistance party, I was also very aware of who they let in because they actually had a selector there. Yeah. And I put a lot of trust in the Berlin crews because they've been in the game for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like we talked about earlier, having a selector is also something that kind of gives you a promise that everyone who's there is going to be fine, mm-hmm. which can also like fuck you up a little bit because yeah. if someone has an off vibe to you, then there is still this, um, then there is this authority of the party who actually said yes to them. So you're you're gonna be maybe it's me that's off. Maybe it's not this person that's off. Mm-hmm. So it can also fuck you up a little yeah. bit. And I'm not actually necessarily into selector culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily think it's the right thing mm-hmm. because there are so much selection going on in society without like outside of the parties mm-hmm. that I don't like and it's like who can get a job like for instance in Denmark if your name is has like a Middle Eastern vibe to it then you can't get a job that's mm-hmm. also selection and it just it is in so many ways mm-hmm. and I'm not necessarily into that it should be in the party mm-hmm. but I'm very split Mm-hmm. Because I don't want ASO at the party as mm-hmm. well, yeah. but I think it's a. But your way to select is not like this type of selection. You know, it's not a selection re- like on gender. It's not a selection on appearance mm-hmm. or uh, culture. It's not. A, it's a selection about exactly the people who would be the oppressor in this. Yeah, but still, a selector like also, a selector can also maybe it does something. It makes because. It, a rave can be very utopia-like, where you try to go away from all the things that is in the real world that you don't like. And mm-hmm. having a selector is very authority-like mm-hmm. and also very hierarchy-like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's actually something you want to seek away from when you go to a rave. Mm-hmm. So, But at the same time, you want to be in a space where you're surrounded by people like you. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. So. It's like, it's a big question whether mm-hmm. it's a good idea or not. Mm-hmm. And right now it's the easiest, but I'm very inspired right now by how sex parties do it, mm-hmm. um, how, how long you, how far you can get with the dress code. Um, and now mm-hmm. at, at our own party, we are going to have a selector. Um, and Hopefully it's gonna be fine, but I'm very torn at the moment mm-hmm. with how I feel about it, actually. You dislike that at your party? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel fine with that, but I don't know if I would do it again. Let me just say it like that. A party? Uh, if a I would do a selector at a party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna do a party ever again. <laughs>
What's your utopia of the crowd at the party since now there's a selector and it's your party? Yeah. And I it's from Club Mafia. I can see there are some things in, on Facebook where you can see what kind of people attend the party. Mm -hmm. um, and now I'm gonna talk very binary, so just, um, but it's Facebook, so. Yeah. Um, but I can see that there are more girls attending. Okay. Which is very, very uncommon for a party mm -hmm. in Denmark. Yeah. Which make me very happy. Nice. And when we started the party, we were talking a lot about, oh, should it only be women and we're gonna have an all female lineup and blah, blah, blah. And then I was more like, no, we should, of course, we should not have like a whole um, male lineup. But we also have Shaka, who is um, a good friend, but, and, and he's queer, but he's still a man and he's still like, yeah, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. um, but I think just the fact that if you have more females at a party, the vibe is just going to change mm -hmm. all by itself. Mm -hmm. like and I lineup wise and also in the, no, the crowd. Yeah, both like yes. lineup wise and also in the crowd and hopefully um, because I don't want like a dominating energy in any way, but in a way like Secretly, we, we just need a female dominating energy mm -hmm. in this party. Um, and I'm not gonna do like a separatistic party where white, cis, heterosexual men are not welcome. Because I think if we just get like a, a good femme dominating vibe, I think it could do a lot. And I hope to see a lot of girls, um, femmes, queers, um, at the front of the party. Mm -hmm. And I hope people are gonna be aware of the space that they make and the space that they take. Um, and I hope to see like, I hope to see people who don't necessarily feel safe going out like putting their hands over their heads because they are feeling safe enough to do that, to like mm -hmm. remove something that's covering their body and to... These sort of things would make me really happy to see. Um, and I hope people are gonna be nice to each other. I don't hope people are gonna walk around policing each other, even mm -hmm. though Club Mafia has a very policing vibe and it could lead to that. I hope people are just gonna be super nice to each other and, and you know this when you also if you're in a party here in Berlin if you bump into each other people are always very like oh sorry and you yeah. can just instantly tell if you're at a good party mm -hmm. because if people are like hey sorry then it's probably a good party you're at yeah. because people want to maintain the good atmosphere mm -hmm. people want to be nice to each other if people are just bumping into you you know you're at a bad party mm -hmm. And it's like... People respect each other's faces. Yeah. Um, it's very important. So I hope to see that. I hope that people are gonna feel like they can dance and they can just be themselves for some hours.
Ex, 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 ex,